Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be coming to you from Drakeland's Kilkenny here this morning with the one and only Giggles. He's sporting a Harvard um, hoodie. The, the maroon, like yourselves, down in Dixborough and the grey. Yeah. We're all doing grey and maroon today. Yeah. Sean, you've got the grey on. Sean, you come to us from Melbourne. Yeah. Welcome along, Sean. I'm, go- I'm come from a grey, wintry Melbourne here, um, but uh, yeah, all good. Great to be here. Sun is shining here, Kenny. Sunny southeast, beautiful day. Beautiful day, 19, balmy 19 degrees, with a wind that makes it around 12 degrees. But it's still lovely here, lovely here, Kenny. Um, looking forward to today's show. Great to have the boys on board. We're going to have a look back at obviously Limerick and Tip. Interesting game. Look ahead to some fascinating monster encounters this weekend, in particular Cork and Waterford, do or die. Giggles has a Giggles Corner Lots of positive feedback On last week's Giggles Corner Giggles got, got a few messages in And then we're going to have a look Ahead at, at Leinster For the weekend um, So let's get straight into it And have a look at Monster this weekend Johnny's just having a few bites Of a roll there What are you eating Johnny Is it um, sausage roll Or what are you eating no, it's a beef burger, Liam. A beef burger? Can- oh. A kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah roo <roo-roo> burger. <laughs> um, so, look, I suppose first up, we're we'll have a look at Limerick and Clare, where they look back at, at Limerick and Tip last weekend. A lot of things have happened since that Limerick uh, Tip match, in particular the, the incident with the with the player in the pub on the, on the Sunday night br- uh, breaching protocols. Um, we do know who that player is. Have you, have you heard? The, have you been named, Giggles? Have you heard the name? We've heard it, but we won't. We won't name him for lively reasons. <laughs> yeah, we've been yeah. trying to avoid doing that. But Jesus, yeah, I was thinking about it during the week. Like, there, there's, I, I feel that there's serious comparisons between this Limerick team this year and Clare in 1998. Right? Clare had won two of the previous three All Irelands. This Limerick team have won three of the previous four. Questions coming in about discipline, not having a good league, throwing on a couple of brilliant performances. Questions coming in about are they a dirty team or did they play on the age? Yeah, yeah, and and a couple of things break and rank. And you know, if you listen to a lot of those Clare players from '98, the huge regrets about that year that they got caught by Offaly. They were doing that they weren't as focused as they should have been. And I'm just wondering, this is no statistical analysis. In this now it's all a good feel and a bit of a conversation. But will Limerick get caught this year? with the couple of sideshows that they're having between the constant focus on their players getting sent off or getting suspended or, or not getting suspended. And now we've got this incident in the pub with the, with the Limerick player headbutting. Potentially, I think it was a temporary hurler getting arrested, getting released the next day. John Kiley coming out, making a statement. Didn't play that well against Tipperary, so the arrogance was there. The complacency, you'd have to say, it was there. Fair juice to Tipperary to put together a great performance, but you definitely have to put it down more to Limerick's complacency. And then tips, yeah, kind of I, I, performance. I would say. I think we said at the start of this year that if Kylie can hold this together for one more year to get the three in a row out of them, that that'll be it. I think with this cohort of guys, like they've had disciplinary issues before. Like every team has it, lads. You know, drink involved, things happen. But there's been two no- incidents of note now, um, mm. and yeah, I feel like they're just trying to hold it together to get to the end line. If they get onto the field, all of them. And turn up and perform at seventy five eighty percent. They probably have enough to get through and get 
get retained Liam McCarthy. However, we saw at the weekend, when they do switch off, and fairness a tip for that, 55 minutes, they exceeded them. You know, they more than matched them. You know, they were never they weren't gone out of the game, but they were they were losing the match. And Tip, I think, just huffed and puffed and didn't have any more to give, at, uh, and eventually, you know, gave way and it was, I suppose, a, a pride but, uh, redeeming performance. But I, I think Limerick, yeah, I, I, I would hate for Tip to have won because I'm delighted Tip are gone. But I think it would have been brilliant, obviously, for this weekend going into the excitement if Tip had won. Limerick then were in trouble going to Clare, whereas going to Clare now is it's not the exciting fixture that we kind of thought it would be. But I, th- I still think, yeah, they, they have spluttered and, you know, got over the line. But the thing is, like, that's what makes good champions is they just know how to win all the time. And this, with all the fanfare going around with injuries and off the field stuff and things like that and, you know, red cards in the league, they've still pulled the, the, the results out of the bag and they've still been professional in the sense of getting the results and getting the job done. And I think I was thinking, I was of the same thought as well last two weeks ago I thought oh, the, the, the Clare game they're going to pull out a few things pull out a few players and just see it through and you know Clare could turn them over but I, I'm, I've kind of switched now I just think that there's such there's such a well-oiled machine now at this stage that they'll go down to Ennis down to Ennis now um, next weekend or this weekend and they're going to they're going to go for a result they're going to go to win the game they're going to yes they might have a few positional changes but they'll still be going all out, you know, to get a result. And I still think, you know, yes, Clare will have the home ground behind them. They'll have, you know, the home fans, you know, you know, that that heinous culture that's down there as well. Nobody likes going down there. It's a tight pitch, all that. I still think that John Kiley will love to have that challenge within these players and within his camp as well to challenge them because some of their players, I, I guess, are not probably going at 95, 98% of what they were going, you know, of the last couple of years, and, and I think he's still a bit of questions to be answered there as well. So I think it's it's going to be a bigger game than I thought it was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think Seamus Flanagan coming back into contention, like he got on the ball, created a goal, like division for the, for the pass. Conor Boyle should have caught it first of all, but he, he managed to, to finish it. Gillan is on fire, that's it. Gillan is in hurler of the year form if he stays on the field. I, I think people are starting to break down the middle third with them. I think that's that's where people are getting at them. They're 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 approaching it in a different way. So their half back line and midfield haven't been as influential as they have been in different parts of the game. And then when they do get on top, it's like a wipeout. And we saw that against Waterford. Waterford figured out the system, but then there was that 15 minute period where the Limerick half back line and midfield got totally on top and blew Waterford out of that. Same thing happened in the last 15 minutes. That the last day Hannon and Dermot Burns came into the game a bit. Um, they brought on David Reedy for Willow Dunhu, who didn't have a great game. But um, I, I think it, it is. It's going to be a cracking game in Clare. It's going to be. It's going to be sun splitting the stones. There'll be there'll be elements of the 1996 Kieran Carey point about it, no doubt. Interestingly, I was looking through Twitter during the week and I found a picture of the Clare 2011 minor team. Oh my God. Talk about a senior panel getting so many players. They had Aver Quinligan, Tony Kelly, Shane O'Donnell, Peter Duggan, Colin Galvin, the two O'Connells, Shane Amory. Pretty much nearly every single player that was on that minor team has played senior for Clare or something. And actually, one of our former um, colleagues that we played against them more often than we played with Niall, Niall Pony O'Connor was, was the fullback on it. And um, there, was, there was just reminiscence of that between the, the minor game that was on during the week. 
but they've got a huge amount from one team. So this team has been together a long, long time. They know each other very well. And Brian Lohan suddenly has the full deck of cards to play with. He's got Shane O'Donnell in great form, Duggan back from Australia, who's really got himself into great shape. And they'll be going to Lim- or they'll be going to Cusick Park with confidence. Shawnee, I'll pick you up on the point. Cusick Park in Ennis is the same size as Thurlis, dimensions-wise. If you, if you look at uh, the thing, everyone says that Ennis is tight because the stands are in, but it is a big pitch. Yeah. Plays like a small pitch. And I think I think it's going to be a cracking match. I think you're right, Shawnee, so. both, both teams are going to go to win. Limburg are going to want to win every single game of champions. They are going to want to guarantee themselves their monster final spot. Um, and John Kiley is going to want to test out a few boys who didn't play well last week. Like, we'll yeah. If you're injured or carrying a niggle, you won't be playing for Limerick. They're not going to risk something. They're, they are in the monster final. But I think it's going to be a okay. classic game. And it's, going, and it's a real rivalry there in there's probably three players I'm probably excited to see now from Clare on on uh, on the weekend. Is probably Rory Hayes, Shane O'Donnell, and Peter Duggan. See what questions they're going to ask of the of their opposite number. Like if Rory Hayes is on um, Galan, like that's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, similar similar Shane O'Donnell on whichever wing he's going to be on. Like he's going to try and pull that half back line around the place. I mean, like sure teams have tried this before and and you know had no success. Like he's a very busy player when he's when he's when he's on the ball, you know he does a lot of work. Like he's he, he's I'd, I'd say he'd be doing a complete nightmare to mark, like because he's got all the attributes. Like he does lack that little bit of physicality, but his speed and his footwork gets him out of trouble a lot. And then you have, as you mentioned already, you have um, Peter Duggan full forward in as well. Like oh, oh, that's going to be fascinating duel there as well so I think they're the three the three ones like I, I, I'm going to be really you know keep an eye on see how that goes but I, I still think I still think even though you know Limerick probably won't have maybe they probably still will will leave off one or two big names but I still think Limerick will have enough to get the job done at the weekend well, the, the other thing is last year when they played in the championship Limerick won by nine or ten points to give Clare a good beating Clare were missing a lot of players in that but interestingly, Tony Kelly, I think that day, scored 17 or 18 points. And the way Limerick play, they play in their zones. Like, they don't man-mark players. or they, like, They're doing the full back line, obviously, if you're marking them. But the, the half-back line sits, midfield comes back. And what Tony Kelly's able to do in that, in that scenario is find the little pockets of space anywhere and shoot. And, you know, Tony shoots from anywhere and score from anywhere. So if he, if he can pr- pr- produce a performance like that again and add it to Duggan, Shane O'Donnell, kind of strength into the forward line there... These two mightn't be as far away from each other as people think. I I, I give Claire a good shout, but Sean, I agree with you. I think Limerick, Limerick will get the job done. I think they do. I just I like who I know they, they probably still won't pick up and man mark uh, Tony Kelly. They won't. No, no. I, I don't think so. they would, like you couldn't see Dara Dunno or Donovan uh, or Will Dunno no. picking any any uh, him up. You couldn't see maybe Sean Finn if we were inside maybe, but I don't think you'll see Sean Finn come out to, to follow him. Or Barry Nash. Barry Nash is probably a better a better matchup for him. Yeah, Barry um, Nash should be a good matchup for him, I think, yeah. But like I think Mike Casey and Peter Dogan is gonna be fascinating. Um, you know, there is a little there is there seems to be a bit of a, a height difference there. So that'll be interesting as well, how how Claire will play that. Claire will have the banner roar going in as well, and you know, they'll have the obviously the whole home crowd behind them, but like yeah, I just it, it will. It, you're probably right, Giggles. It probably will be closer than I think. Um, uh, I, I don't yeah. think Limerick will run away with it either. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a three-point win for Limerick, but right down to the end again. 
I, yeah, I, I think, like, I think like last weekend. Like last week, but it'll go for longer. I think it's kind of the 65, yeah. 66 minutes you might see him tip tip those few points over to get to get them over the line. But yeah, I think it is going to be a very good game. And it's it'd be great to see where Clare are at, really. Because no matter what, you can't really... You know, Cork and Tip uh, you know, are so far off the pace, as we know from the other matches, that this is the real, mm. real test for them. So I think it's going to be really good to see. Limerick's is good too. Limerick's Finch is pretty, mm. pretty underrated as well. Like They've had a massive impact this year already. Like... You know, yeah. you know, even even taking out, you know, Keen Lynch, you know, him going off, and they're still getting, the, you know, they're getting the job done, and you know, Pat Ryan coming on there as well, or Pat Murphy, as Liam calls him, he's um, calling him Pat Murphy. He's very good. He's very good <laughs> as well. Um, so that, that's our. We got two two games in Munster. Obviously, we're going for three three Limerick wins there. We got three Limerick wins by about three points. Before we move off, clear lads. We have to mention the minor game that went on during the week. Great game, right? But should the minor games be decided on penalties? Just, just throw it out there to you. Uh, I, 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 I would say no, but going into the match, they knew that was a potential that can happen. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all well and good to after. Oh, there's no way that should happen, but it's like it, it, it was going to happen. You know what kind of way? So I kind of feel it's set. It's definitely an awful way to to, to decide an, an outcome. At Did eighty minutes 70. to win the kickers? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. So you don't mind, and, and Sean, I, I, I actually think the opposite. I think. If you're a 16 or 17 year old, what would you love to be doing after watching the Champions League final or anything like that? Go out and have a penalty shootout and have yeah. the pressure. And I think older people, parents, ourselves, maybe our, our, age, our age group are putting way too much emphasis on their own bloody opinion. The players yeah. themselves love to do a penalty shootout. If they lose, yeah, fair enough, they've lost and, and it's, it's a big deal. But putting pressure on, 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 on someone in 16, 17 years of age is only character building. We have to fix the fixtures. We can't be having replays left, right, and centre. I've no issue with penalty shootouts. Yeah. The best penalty team won on the day. Uh, I would throw a little bit of a, a conspiracy theory in there that um, the referees were very beneficial to the Tipperary goalie, who was Fergal Horgan's son, and they weren't too kind to the Clare goalie coming off the line after he made the first save, which I thought psychologically for that for the Clare team was a major impact in the penalty shootout itself. But I would be a fan of keep the penalties. Yeah, but poor old Mark Mark Weiss who missed the rise and the Gary O'Nines and, and then missed the pull on the ball. Like he's never recovered from that penalty miss and he's deciding to game my penalty skiggle. So it's grand for Mark you Weiss like, and pa- Mark Weiss and Pound each never take a penalty ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's grand for you saying that when you get the ball off the ground every time, you know, but there's pressure on some other lads like, you know. Um but yeah, other quickly one before we move on, we have to move on because Johnny's eating burger. He's on his second burger there, and Giggles has to go back to work there in a few minutes. But the interesting story about Ian Galvin's um, appeal—I don't know if you heard about this one—where he was appealing his one-game ban on the Monday night, and then someone contacted members of the hearing committee making representations on behalf of Ian Galvin, but the Clare County Board claimed they know nothing about or didn't know who this person was. So, like, very, very interesting turn of events there I don't know where that's actually got to that was reported earlier in the week I don't know where that landed in the end well very strange to hear something like that come out yeah, it'd, be, it'd be very interesting to see does Mark Keane get off right because they're in the same game yeah two of them are not red cards in my opinion two of them are not red cards correct yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 we can move on from that yeah. that's, it's yeah. a bit of a joke that what's his name is Miss Ian Galvin is missing this weekend yeah. he'll be back for an offer again in the record. he's a good player yeah alright Cork and Watford Giggles you're attending the game you've got a terrace ticket you'll be down there in the sun on Sunday terrace ticket the terrace goes right around now in Watch Park so there's three sides to the terrace which, so, which one is, is it? Is it like you can just go into wherever part of it you want 
Yeah, exactly. So Such a shit county ground, isn't it? You try and get into the you try and get into the bank on the far side. Um, We'd have three stands in Nola Park now. You only have one terrace and it'd be covered. But sure, look, I suppose you can't <laughs> all have the, the luxuries we have. Um, but look, Cork Waterford. I was all Waterford going to walk this. You know, what I mean, couldn't see any other way. But then I'm thinking this weekend, surely there's a kick in Cork. Like, if they have any pride in themselves at all, or they have any substance to themselves, we're going to see some kind of kick to them. Shawnee, are you feeling anything like this at all? Because if there's not, like, it's... You'd hope so. It's shocking. Like, and, 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 and they're, like, on for, they're on for the, you know, the four losses then, like, you know what I mean? And thinking, pro- yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they lose the tip if they hope. lose this Sunday, I would say. Purely on hope, Liam. Purely on hope. This is done based on hope is there's a kick in them, and, but not out of confidence at all. Um, I thought, you know, following the league final, I thought, yeah, we learned a, a fairly valuable physical lesson there where we're at in terms of the top table again. And, you know, after going into the, the Limerick game then and followed suit from that and then the run on into the Clare game. The Clare game, there was there was a kick, you know, in facets of the game and periods of the game. Pat Horgan again, and I guess he's gone into this game as well, you know, seven points short of the all-time scoring record as well. And you'd be, you know, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's very relevant to his career that he's always been the man, you know, getting the individual plaudits and the individual, you know, credibility, but there's nothing around him. And like, uh, uh, I don't have any confidence that there will be at the weekend. I think there is a kick in it in them. But I mean, you'd have to have a lot of work done facing into a, a Waterford team of this, you know, calibre at the moment. I think they will put it up to Waterford periods of the game. I don't think it'll be an absolute obliteration for Waterford. Like, I think, but I just, yeah, look, the, there's there's rumours going around as well at the management team, the things are not going right there as yeah, well. there's a lot but, of stuff I mean, going on. There's a lot of stuff going around. Have, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to ring the brother nice. on that. A lot of nice. Anything, but, but I, you know, you, even if there's noise, that's, that's the wrong things you want to be hearing anyway. Um, if they change things around, look, I'd, I'd still be set, setting with, I like what they did against Clare and put uh, Kieran Joyce centre-back. You have to put him centre-back in. You have to yeah. dig in. Um, I'd still go with Downey full-back. I thought Downey, you know, he had a bit of, bit of aggression as well. Look, he, he's not great on the ground. You know, he's very good in the air and he's aggressive, things like that. Um, what they do with... Um, what they do in midfield is probably a, a you know a big question mark. What they're going to do there, because um, Melrick is a man marker. Like from his club level at Father Neils, Melrick is the go-to man for the danger man and the opposition all the time. That's he's what he does. He's probably out, Sean. Yeah, he have pulled his hamstring the last day against Clare. I think I'd be surprised to see Jerry Melrick tell now. Yeah, I mean, and and you you mentioned Markeen there as well. Like I, you know, you, you know, Alan Connolly has to start. Surely, oh, yeah, surely, yeah, surely. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like, do you go and throw in, throw something out of the bag, like like Marquine, throw a bit of physicality? Because the one thing, you know, they'll give up to Waterford is physicality anyway. That's what they're going to be giving up big time, like, and you need people like that. Um, look, I see I see the game, you know, being tight for, you know, for maybe 40 minutes of it, but I can't see a Cork win on this one at all, unfortunately. Giggles. Giggles, what do you think? What I've heard is I've heard of a couple of Cork players who booked their holidays for June already, which which <laughs> says enough about maybe where the management is at. I've definitely heard that there's a split between the Noel Furlong side and the Diarmuid O'Sullivan side of the management team. A, sp- a split, surprised. a split in Cork, no way. 
<laughs> I, I'd be very surprised if Kingston is there next year. Oh, he's gone. He's in, toast. In, in saying that, look, I, I think it's a t- if this was game was on in Turles, I would have no qualms whatsoever about saying Waterford will, will win well. Welsh Park, albeit they've won 12 out of 12 under, under Liam Cahill there, it still isn't a pitch that suits them. And it is a tight pitch. And Waterford have more athleticism than um, Cork. They're stronger, they're faster. They're, they're better hurlers. There, there will be a nervousness around Waterford. No. This, 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 this game means more to Waterford. Cork are written off already. They're going in nothing to lose. No mm. matter what anyone says, if they, if they get anything out of this game, even if it's just pride, it's a positive for the Cork team. If Waterford lose, they're in big, big trouble. trouble. Yeah, right? Because big trouble. if Waterford lose, and, and God forbid, Clare win, right? Then Waterford go into the last game of the, of the season with their destiny out of their own hands. Because it would mean yeah. Limerick and Clare at six points each. And if Cork beat tip Waterford out, because if you go head to head, it won't go score a difference. So it's so it's a humongous game. I I think the Waterford team are geared up for. I hear Jamie Barron is flying and training. I would be very surprised if he doesn't start. I think Stephen Bennett is due a big game, and I think the only person to mark Stephen Bennett in that Cork backline is Kieran Joyce, and they won't move him out of centre back at this stage. So I think I'd, I'd expect a big game from Stephen. Jack Pendergast will probably play centre forward and he'll try and move Joyce around. It actually won't suit Joyce marking Jack Pendergast because Kieran Joyce's strength hugely. He's a great hurler. He has pace, but he's, his aerial ability is very, very mm. strong. Um, and Austin should get a bit like Austin. There's loves playing in Welsh Park. It's down the road from his house. He's played like he always scores being in Welsh Park. So I, I would I, I would I would imagine Cork will come out guns blazing because they'll have a bit of fire, but because they don't have the work done during yeah. the year. The, the fire will fizzle out quite early. I'd say around 40, 45 minutes, Shawnee, and I think water for a minute. Yeah, I I nearly used I nearly use your counter argument about um about Walsh Park, saying that goes in water. I think that goes in water's favor more than Cork's favor. I think I think Thurles was too Cork because I think yes they have more physicality than Cork, but I still think Cork are probably a bit more probably even off in terms of pace. Maybe Cork probably have a bit more pace. Um, you know, when you fire in Jack O'Connor and those kind of fellas. But I think that's why Walsh Park will suit him more. You named a half far line there for um for Waterford there. You've like Gleason, Prendergast and Bennett, right? Up against Kieran Joyce, first year on the team. Mark Coleman, probably half the size of Gleason. No. You know, um so like, you know, there's there's a complete mismatch in terms of physicality there as well, like um, I just I don't know, and and look, Tim O'Mahony is probably the only fella. I I go with pro- following just Tim O'Mahony. You go follow Gleeson all day long because Gleeson will go wandering around the pitch any end, and that nearly suit Tim O'Mahony because he yeah, right he doesn't seem to be able to fall down that half back line. Um, but like yeah, I think Prendergast will cost. Uh, Prendergast is a very good. Player. He's very an underrated player, I think, for for Waterford. He doesn't get a lot of. There's not a lot of noise around him because you got Dizzy inside. You have got Austin Gleeson, yeah, Bennett. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like Dizzy. Oh, I think actually, I actually think Sean. I don't have too many worries because I think Sean O'Donnell is, is is as good a cornerback there is in the country. He's a good cornerback, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And like Dizzy will get a bit of joy. Like, but I I just. Yeah, I just I just think the physicality we just don't have, um, and we just don't have the confidence in the team either. Like, I'm sure any Cork team that doesn't have confidence, like you you've sapped out of them straight away, and you know they will come with a kick. But I I yeah I I don't think they'll win at all. I I have no confidence yeah. that they win at all. I'm gonna go for a six point Waterford win. 
giggles. Um, I, I'm, following, I'm, I'm in and around that. I go seven points. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I go. I go four points. You. This. Uh, I think I could go on record. This is the first time you've tipped against Cork. Like every. It is, yeah. You've always yeah. would back him in. That yeah. shows what a low ebb you personally <laughs> are at with this Cork team and where Cork are at. That you're not like you know. You I don't. Would, yeah. You don't fancy him. Giggles has scar tissue I mean, with Cork. He's a bit worried about Cork still, even though he's I thinks mean, going to be a win. But he's still worried about him. I've been thinking about this all day, whether I was going to go, and I just couldn't. I couldn't make any argument for yeah, them at all. Yeah. Like I made an argument for them last year in the All Ireland final, but because yeah. they got, they actually had a bit of momentum coming in there. Coming but this is this yeah. based on nothing. So. I'm going to keep us moving because we're going to lose Giggles in a few minutes. He's very, very busy man. He's great to give us his time he's, on this on this Friday. So he's, he's educated. All right, I'm going up next. We've got Giggles Car. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. Oh, but it's okay to be different. Cause baby, so am I. So am I, so am I. Davey, what was that about? No, there was, there was no tangle, right? It was an off-the-ball incident, right? And I made my feelings, like, we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score. Right now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella I, I'll get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Over to you, Eagles. We're all daily. Um... Right, I, I was actually, I was thinking during the week, obviously, about the midfield and the, and the, the middle third battle that everyone talks about, and it's really changed the shape of the game, right? Um, and I'm actually looking forward to whether it's Carrock starts this weekend, or whether it's Jamie Barron and Michaela Lines. I think Waterford is a fairly strong midfielder, one of the strongest in the country, but what I'm going to do today is the top five most iconic midfield duos in, in hurling. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, I may have missed a couple here now, but we'll go from five to one. So the, the fifth most iconic duo I've put together, I think these two hurlers are fabulous. Liam, you're not going to like them, either of them, I'd imagine. But John Lahey and Tommy Dunn was a formidable midfield partnership. I thought they were absolutely amazing. There's obviously, wouldn't be a, a big a big cock or kick any fan with John Lahey in particular, but um, the two of them uh, played some serious games together. So they're in at number five. Uh, in at number four, I have to go back. This is a little bit before my time, but I remember watching clips of them. I went with Pat Hartnett of Cork and John Fenton. So I think when Cork were, were winning like a lot, one and two All-Irelands in a row back in 84, 80, 80, 81 uh, and before that, and then the iconic goal that John Fenton got, they, they were just, they used to rule the roost and they've got 86. huge reputations coming out of Cork. So John Fenton and Pat Hartnett for me, in at number four. Uh, in at number three, the the Kilkenny midfield duo who are there for the four in a row, definitely the three in a row, Cha, Fitzpatrick and Derek Ling. I thought they were a brilliant duo. You had Cha, who was kind of like the corner forward who came out as a midfielder and an unbelievable ball player, small, slight, did all his hurling um, and, and created oh, some great scores. And then Derek Ling was kind of like the big, the bigger enforcer but made some lung bursters up the field as well. So I thought I thought they were a really 
iconic duo for Kilkenny in, in a team for the stars. But when you just pull out midfielders on, on their own, you, you have to recognise those two. Um, in at number two, I think, look, these two were, were, were amazing. Tom Kenny and Jerry O'Connor. Um, it's a totally different game these days, right? You just don't see a Jerry O'Connor or a Tom Kenny playing the way they were playing back then in the current environment because they wouldn't have the gallop, right? They were box-to-box midfielders. They'd pick it up in the full-back line and suddenly they'd be up in the full forward line scoring it. And that was in a time when probably the athleticism that's there at the moment wasn't there, but the running probably was. And Jesus, I, I won't forget, I think it was in 2005, semi-final when Clare had Cork beaten Anthony Daly's first year in charge or second year in charge Daly's last year playing a goal for Clare Clare had the game won and it was Tom Kenny and Jerry O'Connor who got the last two points Mm. for Cork and they were a real driving force behind that team they they were like I know that people talk about Joe Deans the Ben O'Connors the Deamer Sullivans but without that those two with that team that game plan didn't work and I thought Jesus as a Watford fan they broke our hearts more often than that they were were amazing Um, interestingly enough Tom Kenny never won an All Star. I believe. I can't believe that. But um, I have them as an iconic as an iconic duo. I, I have them in at second. Uh, do you want to give a guess before I reveal reveal number one? I feel really nervous. Go on, go on, Gail. No, I don't need to guess. I'll leave you for the big reveal. <laughs> Is it Owen Kelly? No, no, Jesus, no. Um, not to do that wrong with Owen Kelly. <laughs> I've I've declared you in the late nineties, Colin Lynch and Ali Baker. So, if you ever like, nostalgia's I, got the best of you there, giggles now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the title here is iconic midfield duos. Like, I don't think there's a more iconic duo than Ali Baker and Colin Lynch. Like the teeth missing, the fucking hatchet job that Ali Baker was. But yeah, oh, you've got a. Good you've got I, a different I, judging category, in fairness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Iconic. Okay. Fair enough. Iconic. An iconic yeah. midfield yeah. duo. Yeah. There was yeah. always blood coming from the head. There was a like lot of WWE superstars. <laughs> <laughs> They're Bash Brothers. That's what yeah. they were like, right? So uh, I went in with Colin Lynch and Ali Baker at number one. Um, so that was my top five. John Lanny, Tommy Dunn in a five. John Fenton, Pat Hartman in a four. Cha and Ling at three. Jerry O'Connor and Tom Kenny at two. And Ali Baker and Colin Lynch at one. Can't hear your thoughts, lads. Uh, look, I, 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 Richie I, I, Murray from Galway. Who is Richie Murray's... Um... The fact that you have to ask just means that they're not yeah, iconic. They're not iconic, yeah. iconic Charlie. <laughs> I thought he was one, a very good midfielder for, for Galway. He was, yeah, and he was a great player. He's not a duo, though, you know what I mean? You need to name him. No, he, he's, he's, he's a Yeah, so, you know, I think that's very good, Giggles. Um, I do have a very good memory of your, your number two, you know, Jerry and Tom in the 2006 Ireland final, Jerry O'Connor running through, like, the Cork way, they'd open up the whole thing, and then James Royal comes in and flicks the ball off. Jerry O'Connor's hurling that was the end of Cork in 2006 for their three in a row <laughs> so that's a, a really nice memory I have of that iconic duo um, well th- to be fair like Derek Lingen uh, and him completely bottled him up in that Ireland final yeah. they yeah. really got the grips of him that time yeah yeah. the, the grass was around a foot high in, in Crow Park that day as well um, yeah no a good iconic duo you needed everything to go right for you that day in fairness I did too you were up against it I did too I should have bet my own 10 points that day <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I thought you'd, you'd someone you try you try and squeeze someone from Waterford in giggles. I'm surprised that you didn't yeah, do, manage that. I there. thought you'd do like a, a kind of a, a hatchet Ken McGraw and Kelly. You know, I thought no, you'd just no, try. I no, thought there was no, there, there was no like the players had to be like the only one that like, you could argue there. 
Brick and Owen Kelly was a partnership yeah. at one stage. That would, like, but I think Brick. They weren't Owen iconic. Kelly's they weren't iconic either. though. Yeah, well, Kelly on his own is definitely kind yeah. of iconic, but he wasn't a duo. <laughs> Like, and I think by the time Owen Kelly had come along, Tony Brown had moved back from midfield. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. if you had Owen Kelly and Tony Brown there, now that would be fairly you, iconic. You, you did your best yeah. to try and put me, but then you realised you couldn't. Now, in saying that, I think Jamie Barron and Callum Lyons, I like the sound of that partnership this weekend. They're, uh, not, they're not iconic, though. They're not iconic. It's in their infancy, though. They're very early. Yeah. Well, but this is it. I, I think that the lack of the, the new game in the middle third is going to create is going to reduce the amount of iconic midfield duos we have because you can play anywhere now. If you look at Galway and Kenny. David Burke and what's his name, Johnny Cohen, started in midfield. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but Monaghan and Joe Cooney spent most of the time in midfield. You don't know who's playing there anymore. So, Dara Donovan and, and, um, and Willow Dunhu have to be the most iconic at the moment. I was thinking if you had Willow Dunhu and Keith Lynch, then you would have an iconic duo. Dara yeah. Donovan, well, he's a brilliant midfielder, he doesn't have the. They're enforcers. They're enforcers. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good, good segment again, Giggles. You really upped your game on, on Giggles Corner. And we did get some good feedback on. Uh, your calls uh, let me see I had some feedback here on Twitter on last week uh, saying didn't agree with Tommy Walsh didn't think he was good in the radio from Don Hanley here in Limerick uh, he thinks Nicky English is a great pundit and he agrees with uh, Derek McGrath a fat potato on the iPad thought that was a good call <laughs> um, so kind of that was some feedback on last week saying but you've really leave it the big man for the body shamer Sean <laughs> shocking fat shamer fat shamer no, he, 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 a particular person in Melbourne who used to go and eat ice creams on his cycle and he used to be thinking we're going to be oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but um, no you've upped your game you're putting the work in like the five minutes before that you come on or you talk about this one during the week so yeah keep get the feedback into us on AG on Twitter Instagram and AG at gmail Com. Now, Giggles, we've got six minutes left. We'll, we'll quickly turn to Leinster. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like going back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and yeah, yeah. Up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. So we, we got a few fixtures in Leinster this weekend, but probably the pick of them is Kilkenny Dublin in D- Dublin on Saturday evening. Um, I am going up to that on on Saturday, so looking forward to that. Could only get terrace tickets. Parnell Park obviously is a very small venue, but they tried to get the tickets three weeks ago, so I think it's going to be pretty close to a sellout up in Dublin on Saturday night. So it's a good little ground for an atmosphere, actually, Parnell Park, because it is so small, and it will be a good crowd in there. And similar sunshine and kind of thing, so looking forward to it. Did have an interesting um, event in Nolan Park during the week. I was in Nolan Park for a course on... Monday night no Tuesday night and Kilkenny were training so all Kilkenny's trains are behind closed doors you used to be able to go watch them years ago that's all gone but where the course was on was in that building that you often see on the telly that has that big window that looks out onto the pitch yeah. so anyway we arrived into the course anyway and we were set up in this room upstairs next minute we, they came in and told us look you're not to look out the window at them training <laughs> right like okay, fair enough. Don't press the red button. <laughs> yeah. Homer. Do not, do not look out the window at them. All right, okay. We want to go to window. Then they came in and they moved us into a room beside the main room, 
because Kilkenny were to come in there after training and they're going to have a bit of a talk. So then we got put into this other room, which still had the window looking out. Weren't allowed to look out, we got moved. Started the course anyway, around half an hour in. Next minute came in again saying, well, can I just talk to you there for a second? And he wanted to talk to the person giving the course. They went out, came back in, the person giving the course came back all flustered. And chair of the county board was like, look lads, sorry. Big game at the weekend there now. There's someone coming in to talk to the lads. We're going to have to move you downstairs. Because they didn't want us to hear what they were saying next door. Oh, Lord, Even though we were doing our own course, which like there's a lot of people talking, blah, yes. blah, blah. Absolute paranoid wrecks. So then we got scuppered off down to the basement in, in, in Northern Park to finish off the rest of the course. And I was walking out. It was a ch- child uh, safeguarding course. So you have to oh, be involved with race teams. Yeah. Very good course, actually. Um, as we were walking down, then this fella from Mullinva turns to me and goes, Cody's doing the same thing for the last fucking 20 years and he doesn't want us to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then another fella said, they don't want us to look, they don't want us to listen. That's the least of their fucking problems. <laughs> so, there's no sympathy for like, it's funny being back in Kenny, like, there's no like, oh yeah, no problem. Like, it's just like, yeah, like who the yeah. fuck do these guys think they are? Like, you know, it's funny being. Oh, so that was that was interesting. But we, I was going, Comical. I was going out then. Our course was done, and you could. See, we were outside in the car park. And I looked upstairs where the room we were, and they were doing the video analysis of the Galway game, and they were they were replaying that loopy hand pass that Old Murphy gave for the goal. Oh jeez. <laughs> So, so it's just interesting that obviously, like the paranoia. There'll be no hand pass. There'll be, <laughs> there'll be no, it'd be long no ball. Yeah, no hand pass. <laughs> long ball every time. But yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. Like you know, like they're worried about like twenty lads from Kilkenny doing a course, looking out the window yeah. at them training. Then couldn't be next door. Enough. Couldn't be next door for when they're talking, even though we wouldn't even hear them. You know, <laughs> it was very, it was very they're funny. Playing, they're playing a very average Dublin team. Yeah, but they're obviously they're super worried though. Like you yeah. can see, there's there's super there's worry there, and that's know, interesting insight as well in itself, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah. such worried. Yeah. They're such worried, and the, the pressure is on Kenny because, like, you don't win Sunday, Saturday, go up there and they, and they, and they don't, Dublin just click. Dublin can click sometimes, you know, they can go they that can, can, yeah, they, yeah, they can yeah, click, yeah. and Kenny lose, then they have to beat Wexford in Nolan Park on a Sunday, they were die game, like, like they want that taken care of, they want that out of their hands, you know. So, I think there's big pressure on Kenny, and with the performances the last day. There's, there'll be there will be changes for Saturday. The team obviously will be announced tonight, but I think there will be significant changes. But what he has to bring into change, I don't really know. Like, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And Kilkenny have four points right. Correct. Right, yeah. At the moment, right? and Westmead has their wins though. Dublin are six points, and Galway are seven points. Yeah. And Wexford are five points. Isn't that right? Uh yes. Yeah. So. Kilkenny have to win this weekend. 100% have to win this weekend because Wexford will go on to seven this weekend. No, Wexford, no, Wexford don't have five. Wexford only have three. Three. And if they have, oh yeah, and they but have they'll win. They'll win. They'll beat the and then they'll have five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, or, sorry, they'll beat Leash. So what they, they, they lost to Dublin and drew with Galway. And they had, yeah, yeah, so they're on five points. But you might, they will get to seven. Yeah. So, yeah, Kilkenny... Kilkenny winning, they, they don't want to play Wexford in a knockout game. No. With Wexford with a bit of momentum. Yeah. And, and Kilkenny had a bit of a downer. It'll be a tight game, Dean. Like, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Their midfield is average. Their half-back lines are worrying. They've got great forward. They've got some really good forwards. And Hugh Lawler's out for six weeks with a broken finger. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, he played on. Remember, he went down to Galway. He played on. He has yeah, he was holding, he was and, and the, the physio yeah. said he was gone, and then he just yeah. played on. But his fingers done. So, like, he's their best defender. Like, really, like you know, oh, you know, he, he's a launch pad for the platform because he's yeah. a brilliant distributor as well. Yeah, so he's, he's a massive he's, loss. He's, he's a massive. Uh, what's the word, don't you, Kenny Liam, about um, TJ? Well, there's another story doing the rounds, which is you know vicious rumor, I'm sure. But at half time. Kenny Galway that Cody started going on about Shefflin in the team talk at half time like in not a positive way and that TJ called out Cody saying they're not listening to that obviously as a teammate and club mate former teammate and club mate and that, that's why he was taking off at half time he was like it's like an episode of Gossip <laughs> <laughs> so look you know these stories go around like but again would you put a past Cody trying to use that as something? Because he's all, and then the handshake after and all that kind of stuff, you know, putting two two together and get twenty. Like, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that Cody would go there on something like that. Like, I will tell you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know. I so mean, I wouldn't be. I think he'd have, he'd know have more of a know. Like Jesus, he's got relatives and teammates of Sheffield. I, I know, but look. Like that's the story. TJ, TJ, TJ he's a ruthless man. Like yeah, no, TJ wasn't moving well. Didn't look right. I wasn't surprised he didn't come back out from a pure playing point of view. Yeah. But still, it's not TJ Reid never gets taken off at halftime in any match ever. You no, know, and, and if he wasn't yeah. moving well, he would have got taken off. You would think, or well, taken off after twenty minutes. He's not right. So yeah. you know, I leave that one with you. We'll see what happens with, with the team mm-hmm. on tomorrow night. But yeah, so Kenny, I think I don't think Kenny are in a great place. But it could beat Dublin on Saturday night, and then all of a sudden. They kind of guaranteed another few weeks, and they could be Wexford in the Leinster final. So it's a fu- it's a funny thing. This thing momentum mm. could c- could swim swing back their way with a win on and Saturday it, night. Yeah. And you're right, and it, but it's even mad that they could beat Dublin. Now the way it'll work out, if they beat Dublin, it'll it'll give Kilkenny a huge advantage from the head to head because they'll both be on six points, right? But Kilkenny will have the head to head advantage. I'm just assuming you get a Westford win in Nolan Park, then the only way that would take Kilkenny out of it is if Dublin get a result against Galway, a draw or a win. Which you wouldn't know. Either, which which could very well be possible. Dublin have actually a very good record against Galway. Yeah. Um, it's not in Galway, I believe, though. He is Galway, uh, so, is so there's, like, I think while there's only one plan A or plan B in Munster, Cork beat Watford and it throws it open or Watford beat Cork and it's done. In Leinster, yeah. there's, there's so many permutations yeah. that can, that can, and even 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 if you get the expected results this weekend, if you can win a Galway win, a Wexford win, the last weekend is still very very interesting. Yeah. Very, oh, it is. It is very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah, still so, don't. Yeah, because Wexford could go and get results against Kilkenny. I don't think they will, but they could. You know, could. I, I would not be looking forward. To, I'm not looking forward yeah. to that match. I'm not, look, I'm not looking forward to that match at all. Now, if it was in Wexford Park, I would be completely shitting it. But in Old Park, I'd be yeah. feeling better about. It. But yeah, look. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Look, can't wait to go up for the, for the Saturday night. Like going to all these games is just so enjoyable. Go. No, I don't have coppers booked in. No, we'll just probably go home after the match. But um, yeah, it's daily going around to all these grounds and going different. You know, so it's I think the round robin the week after week thing is brilliant. Then tune into Munster on the Sunday. So yeah, brilliant weekend to hurl head. But I'm going to go for Kenny win. Still, I do think they win, but I think it'll be like a four point win. Giggles. I'm just trying to think to my head am I going controversial here or not? I do think there's a performance in Dublin. Yeah. And they haven't delivered it yet. I just think they're shy too too many players. And I think 
that Kilkenny will have too much in the forward line for them. Hugh Lawler is a massive big loss. Yeah, Jeez. big loss. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, he's big I, loss. I, 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 I'm going to sit in the fence here, lads, and I'm going to I'm going to go to draw. Draw. Yeah. Okay. Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to go for a one point Kilkenny win because oh. that Hugh Lawler thing there is is um. It's massive. Yeah. That is huge, yeah. yeah like, who do you yeah. put full back? Because oh, what's the name? Uh, I think it's full back, and then yeah, to do a bit Oakley of Oakley ju- Center, or yeah, I don't or, know. Or go back I know back that's a disaster, though, to start putting if to take him out of forwards, even though he, you know, he didn't do well against Galway. Like, but I think they have to keep persisting with him up front. So yeah, they, they have, have another centre back, do they? Well, you could, you could, you they could just put Brazil. Pe- Brazil was, no, was in no, there for one or two games. No. So he's not big yeah, enough. I think he's good enough either. So. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see what comes out tonight, what way they're going to go about it. Like, you know, they could put Killian in there as a kind of a hole in centre-back, you know, and have people drop back and support him, but James, or James Marr, they could play centre-back even. They could they could do something different. I don't but know. They'd probably pick someone who, who, who will actually nullify Donald Burke, who's, who's, who's having a great year for Dublin. Yeah. Like, um, Paddy Deegan would suit, suit, suit. Unless they play Conor Delaney straight in full-back, but I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in him going in straight full-back. Yeah, I think they might they might leave Deegan centre back thinking about what the mm. double and a half order is and but then Hayes Hayes do a big game for Dublin as well he has to be hard to hold, yeah. Like I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it is gonna be a good yeah. game. I think it'll be a good game because yeah, I don't, I don't think there's actually a huge amount in it, but we'll see all will be revealed on Saturday evening. So Shawnee, what were you calling it quick? One point for Kilkenny. Sorry, one point for Kilkenny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we are we are coming up in time. We're four minutes over. Giggles. We have to give him ten minutes to have his lunch. So we'll finish up here. We'll be back next week. Best luck to everyone this weekend. And uh, thanks, Shawnee. Thanks, Giggles. Thanks, lads. Good night. God bless.